0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be, and welcome to an extra interview, final cut. Today, I'm actually joined by a Leo Award winner, so I'm very honoured to have him here today. And with that bout of happiness my way, ladies and gentlemen, may I present Leo Award winner, Stephen Roberts. How's it going? Not too bad, mate. Yourself?
1: I'm well. I'm well.
0: I'm glad I'm glad. Uh, so the inevitable question, as I ask everyone, is how did you get started out in acting?
1: Um, well, that's, a, that's an interesting question. I, had a, I've, I worked for a long time in, uh, in a bit of a rough part of the city, um, and I'd kind of like stumbled in on a job, and it was uh, I was a shelter worker. I was like an advocate for the homeless for some time. Uh, and I was I was in charge of uh, taking care of a client this uh, this homeless man who he was he was a client of mine for some time like he kind of came in and out of the shelters where I was working and and once we went on a walk one day to a park and and he recited to me uh, it was a Shakespeare monologue Um, and then he asked me if I wanted to give it a try Um, and we and then I, I you know I butchered you know I think it was like Hamlet or something like that and I just absolutely butchered it but he was like you know you could you know this is you're pretty good at this maybe um you know maybe try it again and and uh, so we would kind of go for these walks like when I was on shift and uh and we just go to this regular park and he gave me this play one day just as as sort of a gift and and uh and I read it and it just kind of spoke to me and, uh, so it was, it was ironic because I was, I was hired, you know, just when you're an advocate or you're working with, uh, as a support worker, you're there to listen to other people and, and, uh, you know, they, you know, bounce emotions and bounce things off you. And it was just so ironic in, in a way he kind of helped me because I was at a, a point in my life where I was a little bit lost. And I was, and I was, um, you know, just kind of, I think, beginning the, the journey of, uh, self-discovery and and he just had this way about him he was just a really you know he'd had a a pretty hard life um and and there was something in the play that he gave me that just really spoke to me uh the the play is called Waiting for Godot it's one of Samuel Beckett's great plays and and uh it's just about two guys waiting around for God to show up and so it was just so ironic that us two were just we were just kicking it in a park and throwing around ideas and and the idea of me actually pursuing this uh just you know um just worked out the way it did and i ended up uh on the road to becoming an actor of all things
0: doing you quite well um so obviously everyone has influences growing up i mean i must admit um you mentioned uh theater there. I was actually a big fan of Shakespeare growing up. It was mainly because of uh, the Star Trek's 2, 4 and 6. So Shakespeare uh-huh. really got me into movies and TV as it is. Um, so for you, actors, directors, producers, musicians, anyone who influenced you growing
1: up and who influences you now? Well, that's a great question. Um, who influ- influenced me growing up? The, the funny part is I've, I've always been a huge movie fan. I've always, um, I've always loved movies. I was, uh, you know, a young kid in the '90s, and and there was a lot of risks, you know, being taken as far as uh, as far as movies went. And and uh, Tarantino movies, like I remember watching, you know, uh, Tarantino watching like the Die Hard movies, watching yeah. Wyatt Earp, like just just a whole like these stories. You know, at that time in my life, like I said, listen. I've been writing a memoir, so I'm kind of an open book. So I don't mind uh, discussing things that are a little personal. But uh, one of the things about me is I gr- I grew up in foster care. So I was like in these group homes and foster homes, and t- to be honest, they were not in the greatest condition. Uh, and I moved around a lot. It was it was just a bit of a bit of a gong show. And and uh, but these stories that I would watch, these movies, influenced me. I remember watching True Romance and Gary Oldman's character, yeah, uh, Drexel. And then I remember seeing him in something else, I think it was like The Conspiracy or something. And he was so different. And I somehow found out that he was, it was the same actor. Uh, and I just was absolutely blown away by him. And there was just something in his presence and, and everything that I watched that he was in that, uh, that spoke to me. And And these stories, they would just, it didn't matter where I was, they would just bring me to this very comforting place where i would be captivated by these stories and uh and films and they would just pull me out of wherever i was and it would you know they would gave me a lot of hope you know just that hero's journey watching these uh characters kind of transform and succeed in in the end and uh and, and that's really what influenced me i think it was the stories more so than any specific actors um but the actors definitely influenced me. Like, especially when I got into this, I realized, man, I've been watching these masterful actors for years and, uh, and wanting to know about them and looking up interviews. And, and I was already kind of in preparation for, I think, a career in the arts before I knew it.
0: Now, as you just said, you start out in theatre, but you have been in, uh, excuse me, TV shows such as *I Zombie*, once upon a time and the Romeo section, just to name but a few. So for you... How's your career been for you?
1: Um, it's you know, it's uh I, I've only really recently um gotten going. Like I've I think I've got, you know, I've done a few things. Uh, but I've it it's one of those things where I'm a fairly competitive person and when I started on this, I just I wanted to to be good at it. Um and and it took some time before I felt I was ready to, to get an agent. I mean, also getting into this, you know, I'm not, I'm not someone that's been doing this since they were, you know, their whole life, like since yeah. they were like 15 or, or uh, you know, I didn't, you know, and and a lot of this was, uh, you know, coming from where I came from and whatnot. I had to, I had to educate myself. I had to go to the library. I had to go back to school or certain things. Uh, I, I think that were essential in, in me becoming a storyteller. And, and uh, it, it took some time. I've only really been, doing this since like i think i might have booked my first thing in like 2013 14 and 2015 i think that's when i got romeo section that's when i actually started landing landing roles so i've really just uh kind of scratched the surface i believe in the last couple years i've been lucky enough to to, uh play leads and and that's kind of you know what interests me uh like just the hero's journey like i said and going back to these stories um you know there's people you look them up they're like you know they've got like 200 credits or like 100, you know, 110 credits or something on their resume. And it's never really been a lot of, uh, I've never had a lot of interest in that. You know, I've never really, you know, some of my favorite actors, they're they're in a handful of things, but the, the things that they've done are, are, you know, incredible. And and that is really uh, what interests me is playing leads, playing, you know, going through really walking in an entire journey in somebody's shoes. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's part of the reason that why I like working with people for so long is, uh, you know, when you work with the homeless or, or, you know, you're working with people that struggle with real issues like addiction and whatnot, um, or PTSD, uh, you really, it teaches me so much about myself. It, it really, it really has. And, and I love that about acting is you're, I'm constantly walking in somebody else's shoes.
0: Yeah. Now, on behalf of one of my co-hosts, Mister Nathan Tusker, aka our discount Mark Hamill, because he does a brilliant Mark Hamill's Joker, he was actually he's actually a big fan of Robin Williams. He was actually Robin Williams was actually one of his inspirations. Um, you actually had a chance encounter with him once.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> I, I like, just, yeah, I've, um, yeah, I did. Uh, I was so, um, I was. At uh, it was a uh, noon. You know, it was a it was a twelve step meeting. Yeah, I was at. Um, and I I don't you know I I say this right away because because I I have no idea why he was there. That's you know that was a personal reason for him. I have no comment on that. But uh I went I went to a meeting actually to support my sister who you know she she kind of grew up in a similar way I did. It. it was a it was a tough go for her, but. I I ended up uh, going to this uh, 12 step meeting and it was on May and 10th, I believe uh, here in Vancouver. Um, And uh, I, I kind of walked in, I was, it was a little bit late. It was like one of those candlelit meetings that kind of dim the lights and there's some, there's some candles lit and stuff. And, and uh, you can't really see anybody, but you can kind of make out, make out everyone's face. And, and I went and sat down and my sister was chairing the meeting and she starts like, she smiles and waves and then she starts pointing at somebody who's sitting right next to me like just like a seat away and I'm like wow, what what do you and I look over and it's you know lo and behold it's uh, Robin Williams and I was just I froze at first I, I couldn't believe it and then there was a halftime uh, there was like uh, everyone kind of back then they had like smoke breaks so you like go out and you like have a cigarette and stuff and yeah so he's out there and he's like just socializing with people and whatnot. And my sister, you know, uh, I'll never forget, like, he definitely had an influence on me, but he made an impact on her as well because she has had, you know, like I said, she's had a rough life. She like, you know, um, she runs up to Robin and she, she says, you're my biggest fan. And Robin's like, I am your biggest fan. And he gives her a hug. Oh, bless him. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I and then she's like, you know, this was a new thing too. And my family it was like, you know, like parents are in the picture. You know, I've, I've like got my life together to kind of, you know, inspire my sister and and whatnot, and and uh, but the acting thing is a new thing, right? Like before that, I was like a bit into MMA and boxing and just kind of like dealing with stuff uh, in a very physical way. You know, dealing yeah. with a lot of my instead of like getting to the root of the problem, I would like go like. You know, pound weight to the gym or hit a heavy bag or, or spar or whatever and uh and uh so this like acting thing was like a, a really new thing and my sister was so happy for me when I started to do it you know um she just it really she it really touched her so um just the thought of I, I think someone from like where we came from like doing something that people don't nor- normally pursue anyway so to get back to the story um Uh, she blurts out oh my brother's an actor and I've like literally I've I'm I'm attempting like my first acting class and ironically I'm working on a scene from *Goodwill Hunting and I'm uh, so she she, like oh you got to meet him so she he like comes over and I meet him and and you know my teacher at the time uh, she she gave me uh, this scene it was this it was a very like moving scene it's when he's like you know challenged in the film uh, matt damon's character is like challenged in the film and he's really yeah. defensive with his girlfriend and stuff and and it's a it's a it's a pretty pretty powerful scene and and uh so i'm i'm like i don't even mention it and we end up at the end of the meeting like uh, we go back in a meeting the meeting ends at the end of the meeting uh we ended up talking again and we went to a coffee shop just a few blocks away uh so we're at like main and 12 or or so around that area and and, uh, and he's like, so you're an actor. What, what are you working on? And I'm like, so embarrassed to tell him. And I'm like, you know, just like my hands are kind of trembling and whatnot. Anyway, so I like pull the scene out and I show him. <laughs> he looks at the scene and he's like, yeah, yeah, I've, uh, I think I know the scene. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just like so like so embarrassed. And you got to understand, too, I, I was a different guy back then. Like this was not you know I, I think you know acting has given me uh the gift of vulnerability and yeah. and uh, and softness you know and and so I, I was defensive you know i was really defensive i was and he was like well um i got some time you want to work on this and i'm like uh, i'd be an idiot if i said no so um we ended up going to like just kind of away from everywhere else like where they were all sitting at the coffee shop and we went uh we went just like a, a couple blocks away and sat in a park and he worked this scene with me for, I mean, when you're acting time flies and uh, I think it was about an hour two hours he spent uh, working with me. And it was a thing where I was, I, like I said, I was a different guy. I was like very, you know, don't touch me. Don't, uh, you know, you know, don't, uh, you You'll know, he, my
0: head space.
1: exactly. exactly. Yeah. And uh, actually a lot of, I think what, the character was probably going through in the in the in the story at the time which is ironic and uh, as well and uh, and he just he just had this way about him he just had this softness this playful side and he was just like have fun have fun and 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 I would have like loosen up and then I'd like get a couple words out and you know and then I climb up again and then he would like get back in there as the coach and encourage me and and uh, and I just remember him saying yeah, you're meant for this you know like that's yeah, you, you can do this. You can do this. You were, you were meant for this. And, uh, and anyways, we ended up, I don't know. I think it was like, I can't remember exactly how much time it was, but he spent quite a bit of time with me. And he was at the end of it, he was like, you should really take this seriously. Uh, and I it was weird because I was in a class with a teacher who I'd, I didn't like very much, uh, and around a bunch of these pretty kids, you know, uh, these like <laughs> they, I, who knows where they are now, but, um, And I remember that was the point. I remember taking the bus home Mm -hmm. and just riding the bus home and, and deciding like making the decision. Okay. I'll pursue this, whatever, whatever this throws at me, obviously this happened for a reason. And this is the route I'm going to take. And I, and I have, and there's been a lot of times, you know, like getting started uh, so late uh, in this game and, and whatnot, you know, there's been a lot of people are like, Oh, he hasn't done enough or like, he's too, you know he's I don't know he's too ugly he's too short he's too tall he's too this too that too intense too whatever uh and I just I always go back to you're meant for this you're meant for this um and that's that's something I think I'll just always carry with me and and it's interesting because I I go through this in my mind a bit like I go I go back and I kind of replay and I try and you know um remember more and more but when you're acting you're kind of all over the place so it's yeah It's a it's a thing, and I think I was like so new. I was like, you know, he would kind of draw me into the now, into the the moment, or whatever you want to call it. And uh, and so there's a a lot I don't remember, but I do think it's one of those things where when you're somebody of um, of uh, uh, that has greatness, like when you're somebody. So I go back and I'm like, man, he's spending a couple hours of his life in a park right now, coaching me, who he doesn't know. Mm -hmm. and you know that he basically met in a in a 12-step meeting and uh who could be you know who who knows like this you know and he's taking his time to do this and i've i've gone back in my mind several times and uh yeah it was it was pretty great meeting him
0: i'm assuming that the uh you're meant to do this speech has actually come in quite handy particularly like when everyone's like, like you said when everyone's like you know you can't do this you're not this you're not that do you ever think of, yeah. I don't know if you've said this or not but have you ever gone well Robin Williams says I'm meant for this so I don't care what you say
1: <laughs> Oh 100% like I I I think uh you know I'm not I'm not really one for the the big uh you know um well that's that's not totally true I don't want to say that but um I was going to say like the whole you know the universal law and and whatever you want to call it I do think that it was supposed to happen yeah. Uh, I do think that, uh, it was supposed to happen. And I, and I constantly go back to that. Um, and, and I just, it's, yeah, it, it, it just, it literally changed the direction of my life. You know what I mean? Like even, even say like, you know, I didn't book anything. I didn't, I didn't, uh, haven't had, you know, awards, whatever. Like, um, it literally changed the way that I look at life, you know, uh, influencing me to actually even just pursue the arts uh, and have that sort of lifestyle as opposed to, um, you know, doing well for a while in life, lacking any real passion and then, you know, hitting the weights again and then, you know, getting into trouble, um, you know, like waiting it out to get into trouble again. You know, it completely changed the way I look at people, the way I I, uh, connect with people. Um, And uh, it had such an influence that even if I hadn't booked anything at all, um, that is a, a serious, uh, a serious influence to have on somebody. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's all, it is kind of like fate because you met Robin Williams. I'm a big fan of. I was a big fan of his work. My sister was actually a big fan of his work. Uh, Nathan, my co-host, is an even bigger fan of his work. So you could almost say it is fate that uh, you and I are doing this today. Absolutely. Yep. Because yeah. now, because now I get to go to uh, Nathan and. went... Oh yeah, I interviewed somebody who uh, Robin Williams had a great had a great acting session with, and said he was meant for this. And he has literally gone and, uh, in so many words, just said he's absolutely one of the he is his reputation is preceded. He's absolutely one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I shall be uh, I shall be telling uh, Mister Tasker that when next time I see him. Huh. Um, I think if Robin did actually have a point, because now because people don't usually start out on a Golden Globe dominated, uh, I'll say, film or series, which you did, because you were actually in Tully opposite Charlie Stiren. So, what was that like Mm -hmm. for you on your very first day
1: on the job? It was, it was, another. I mean, more more great people. You know, Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman's son, four time. I think Academy Award nominee. Yeah. At Theron. and uh, who else is there? Ron Livingston. Uh, so, like, just uh, it, it was easy. It was it, the, the whole everything, you know, even from the audition. I remember um, I just, I was just telling the story, but I remember I didn't want to go to that audition. <laughs> like, I was, I, I just was like, I disrolled is not for me, you know. I play yeah. more intense, aggressive people. And it was playing a very, uh, you know, a, a teacher that kind of comes out of nowhere, mm-hmm. uh, and he has uh, an influence on this this kid well, with uh, with behavioral problems. And he's just there for um for Charlize's character in the scene. And, and I was I was very skeptical. And and my agents like, uh, you're you're not turning it down. You're gonna go. Because I, I did, I wanted to turn it down. I was just like, I don't want to like go into a room with Jason Reitman and, and just make a fool of myself. And and uh, but I did know, like from working with people, I had an idea of what this character was was doing. Uh, and I think with acting, it constantly comes down to what are you doing in the scene. And uh, so I I went and I was just sweating buckets in the uh, in the waiting room. As you do, because
0: it's Jason. It's Jason yeah. Reitman.
1: For God's sake. It's, jason reitman juno like up in the air every every film of him you know i've seen everything he's done and and uh so i'm sweating and they you know call me in the room and jason's there and i just did my thing i was like okay well this is you know just and and this is one of the thing that's uh, one of the things that has helped me is like you know being some of the places i've been in life when you actually just think of what i'm doing for a living it's actually just kind of a it's it's almost a bit of a joke you know what i mean it's almost like uh what do I have to be afraid of? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like being the, in some of the places I've been, like, I'm just not at, when push comes to shove, I might be nervous up to the point, but when it comes to actually acting in a scene or, you know, once I got in the scene, I was just like, you know what? It's just fun. Whatever. I did my thing, Jason. Uh, he directed me a couple different ways and I saw it you know he had a little twinkle in his eye i saw him kind of light up a bit and i was like oh wow i th- i think i might actually have a shot at this and and then i by the time i got home i was already shortlisted for it wow um, yeah so i was, how long was I, that journey, I, If you
0: don't mind me asking
1: sorry say that again I how just, long uh, was that
0: journey home if you don't mind me asking
1: uh it was i think it was about an hour and a half
0: or something well that's not bad from an hour and a half yeah an hour and a half more auditions being shortlisted that's definitely not bad sir
1: yeah no no it wasn't bad at all and i was so surprised and my agent rubbed it in for the longest time <laughs> <laughs> like she was just like she would just make fun of me over it she was just like so every everything uh since then you know i like uh, I, I don't turn down anything i don't uh, because you never know like that's the thing is uh, right up to the yeah. point um you you never you never know who you're gonna find you know yeah. you never know like maybe you know i can do and that was one of the things. Like and it turns out like I've, you know, read for for comedy since and been, you know, um, been pretty close to like, you know, getting comedy, getting like more, you know, softer roles, like not just playing, you know, tough characters and whatnot. So, um, you know, it was, it was a great great teacher in that way. And Jason, actually, I I just want to say this, Jason uh, gave this note out to the actors uh, and I found it really inspiring. And it was like, hey, thank you for auditioning. We're excited to see, to uh to see what you guys come up with uh just remember uh don't get too swept away in the performance but just talk to the person right in front of you yeah and it's a note i've like kept it i've i had it on my wall for the longest time and i've like kept i think i lost that but i i've I've kept that email a long time because i think sometimes it just comes down to that you get so nervous you you know you never know what people are looking for and the, the whole auditioning thing is just i'm a horrible auditioner I think that's why I've like only done a handful of things is I'm not the best auditioner. I'm, I'm good. When I get to set, I, I'm good in a role. Yeah. I will throw everything. I treat it. I treat it, you know, doing a bit of MMA and boxing is I, I treat it like a fight. I treat it like I'm going in to a fight. I take it very seriously. I try and learn as much as I possibly can right up to the point uh, of when they're rolling. And, uh, and, and yeah, I mean, that's the, uh, you know, it's uh, yeah, but I'll, I'll, that's one of the things too is Jason. Jason was a great director um too like when you work with great people you see the lack of ego you know the lack of uh you know any kind of pom- uh, pompous spirit about them uh i remember like i i booked a western like right before i was to show up on set as well playing a complete opposite character and i showed up lo- like looking hor- like i was like unshaven i was like um i was like beat up from riding horses for like a couple weeks uh if you've ever ridden a horse like you'll, you'll get what i'm talking about and yeah. and uh and i just showed up to set and i looked like a mess and he just looked at me and he kind of like, he laughed and he's like okay we're gonna give steve a shave and uh and and he spent time with me and and uh just kind of going over the scene and then we ran it with Charlize, and it was it was easy you know you're working at that level of the game like when you're you know you you dream about that you know you dream about that and when you get there you're like wow these people are very collaborative it's not you know sometimes in in tv or uh in you know a lot of indie projects I've done there's there's a lot of ego on set there's a lot of uh you know huge personalities and, and people are afraid they're investing their money and their time and and uh but when you're somebody like Jason he's just so focused on the story again and uh and that's that's what I respect most about him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Decent movie can't go anywhere without a decent story.
1: mm mm-hmm. Yeah absolutely. Yeah
0: that's why over 90s marvel movies kind of bombs just because nothing ever worked and when i say 90s marvel i don't mean uh, like like uh, sam Raimi's spider-man it's literally everything before that because yeah i was actually watching uh, like and like 90s marvel movies obviously before sam Raimi's spider-man came along and they were just god awful literally uh, you, you could have put like the most talented actor in in the, in all of them and it just would have been so bad
1: yeah 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 there's um what did i see though that i liked i really love ragnarok i don't know if you you saw that it was a, a, is it a tv
0: series ago. or is it for ragnarok
1: i know the tv series um i think it was it swedish or norwegian i can't remember but the tv series was very good
0: yeah i um, have actually i do know of it
1: i just mm-hmm. ha- i
0: haven't watched it but well, i'm talking
1: seen. about the i'm I'm talking about uh, Taika Waititi. He directed Yeah, I've seen that, Ragnarok. yeah. I've seen I it. loved that. I loved it. I love his work as well. And uh, I think he's someone that is so unique in the way that he's telling stories. Yeah. Uh, um, and uh, as well. But I did, I did like Ragnarok, I have to say. That. And, and uh, what was another one? The Wolverine. Like the, um, but what was it? Uh, Logan. Oh, Logan, yeah. Logan was like, I was so, I loved seeing like an older Hugh Jackman. Just, uh, and that and Patrick Stewart, and you're watching like these two amazing theater actors as superheroes, and it's just tearing your heart out. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, um, oh, Hugh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, Ryan Reynolds still wants that uh, Wolverine Deadpool movie that Ryan's longing yeah. for. I don't think Hugh's going to give him it. Mm-hmm. I think, as uh, you said, as soon as Logan was finished, he's done with it. Ryan's been trying it to get him to do it. Yeah, still I still don't think it'll work. Mm. Uh, right. You've actually received high praise for lead roles in God I Trust and Beyond the Woods. You've earned Leo nominations for both. So, was it a shock to be nominated for a Leo award? Not once, but twice.
1: Well, it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the. Um, yeah, it, it was a shock for sure. I mean, I, I didn't, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, a lot of the independent projects I've done, you know, I think they've been like a, and, I, and I've mentioned this before, um, on this, this other thing that I did recently, but it's, uh, it's been a training ground, you know, it's been a really, uh, a lot of these independent projects. I haven't, I haven't even seen many of them, but, um, you know it's been a great training ground for you know learning how to play uh you know learning to really kind of build the technique to to play a lead you know and and that's and and as far as the awards go like the leo awards yeah uh, the leo awards were um it's like a nudge like or like a, a little you know playful happy punch in the arm like hey way to go you know like um and that's nice because you don't the thing is, is on those independent projects, it's not like I was making millions. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, uh, but it's just kind of a, uh, you know, it's, it's a gift. Like that's actually, I don't know if it's, um, I don't know if it's, I, 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 really appreciated it. I did like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, I don't want it to, um, I don't want it to take away my drive. I don't want it to I don't want to lose focus. Like I, I keep the Leo award in, in a place that it's not right out in the open, you yeah. know, and the other award that I got, like I, and those ones, I, I keep them kind of out of sight enough. And, uh, and I do that because I just feel like staying focused on the long game is what's most important. Uh, I was shocked. Absolutely. The first time I was shocked the second time I was shocked. And then I was really shocked when I won the third time. So um, yeah, I was, I was very, I, I had no, uh, this year I had no, uh, no speech prepared, like no anything prepared. And I was just kind of, you know, and, and we were just kind of tuning in to be supportive to the Leos and stuff. Cause they've been, you know, um, good to me. And, and, uh, I didn't even know I was, I was like nominated or I didn't even know I was submitted for a nomination. Um, I just kind of came across it in emails like, Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. And then I ended up winning this year. So yeah, yeah, it was, it was nice. Yeah. It was, uh, I was definitely surprised.
0: So obviously congratulations because obviously you have won you've won your Leo award just like, you did. like just like you did. Mm-hmm. so okay. how does it honestly how does it honestly feel let me elaborate on that you've yeah, won-, yeah. won it do you feel like you can do anything now
1: um do I feel like I could do anything i feel i feel like i'm at a place right now um where I'm at the ready like I feel ready um I feel ready for you know I've I've been you know auditioning for things and and doing reads lately and and I feel I feel ready I don't think it's the Leo award that that gave me that but I I feel uh it was it's a sign right it's just it's a sign you know I don't want to get all like university and cheesy on you but it's just a sign that uh, I'm in the right, I'm headed in the right direction. Like, that's what it is for me. Like, how do how do I feel? I feel grateful um, to have one. I feel, um, I, I feel proud, you know, of the independent projects that, you know, making a film is incredibly complicated and anybody who actually completes it hats off to you. Like, I don't care the, the standard, like the the standard of the film or whatever, but making a film is incredibly expensive. It's daunting. It's uh and it's so hard, even getting a film to post, you know. Um, but I, 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 felt, I felt grateful for sure. I feel, I feel, um, I feel like I'm headed in the right direction. I think is the best way to answer that question. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's fair enough. To be honest, I mean, to be fair, the people who have always, I'll say, started out small have always ended up go, going to do bigger things. I mean, Vin Diesel just started mm. out in a short, and then the next, I think, the next role he had was in. Uh, Saving Private Ryan that uh, Steven Spielberg actually wrote for him. So, oh, wow. if, so if you start off small, doesn't mean you can't go big.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Now, you are actually, well, as a horror fan, and everyone everyone who listens to either interviews or my podcasts know I am a big horror fan. And you were actually nominated for Best Actor and Best Writing for Beyond the Woods. Now, now I really must ask this as a writer and an actor, what makes a decent horror for you to get passionate about?
1: Uh, um, again, yeah. again, it's story.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I was going to say, it really, uh, it, it really, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, did you want me to do a, like list 5 let's say five, uh, five rules. Like Sam Raimi has his five rules of horror. So do you want to do that?
1: um the five rules of
0: horror or your five rules of horror Uh,
1: if i yeah we could do um yes it's uh rule number one a story rule number two a story Mm -hmm. rule number three a story rule number four a story and five story (laughs) i I don't i don't i know that's repetitive but it's uh it's something i totally believe listen beyond the woods was a it was an independent script um and it was a, a young guy, um, you know, Braden DeMorse Purdy, lovely, lovely, lovely guy. Um, he, it was, it was an audition through a friend um, and it, it was something that was like, you know, he got his first budget, he got his first uh, opportunity to make, make a movie. Uh-huh. Uh, he'd auditioned some people, but he didn't feel like he was finding uh, the right guy and a friend of mine called me up and was like, "Hey, I want to introduce you to this guy. He's cast me in this film." Um, that was uh, Jeff, this other this other guy I've known a long time. And and yeah. uh, and he's like, "Hey, do you want to come read for this?" And I was like, "And I, and I read the script." And he's a new storyteller, and so he's, you know, he struggles with a lot of, you know, what other young, you know, I I feel like there's a kind of a newer generation of of filmmakers that are growing up now, and the emphasis has been pushed off story. And like, you know, more so into, uh, okay, I can do this shot. You know, I, I can do this shot, I can do these shots, and I think they're going to be interesting. Um, and, and it's a, it's a different thing. So he, he, you know, I auditioned for it, he was like, I love this guy, like, you know, will you do this? I said, I will. But there are some things in the script that I would change personally as a writer. Uh, and a lot of it was like, you know some dialogue and some some other things and uh and he's like well let's do it and so we sat down in the course of like a week or i think it was like a week and a half before going away to shoot this thing and we changed lots and lots of stuff and and it was one of those things where i, I wish i'd had like another you know two months to really kind of kind of flesh out a solid a solid uh story with him and and he was so willing that's the thing An- another uh attribute i think a strong attribute uh that a director has is that that spirit of collaboration yeah Uh, i've seen that in jason i've seen that in in other people that i've worked with uh just that that honest spirit of collaboration and Braden was smart enough to like to to really realize that like hey there are some things that you know, this guy knows, maybe I should listen to him. And, uh, and I think, you know, that film ended up in the end, getting a distribution deal. And, mm-hmm. and that's the whole, so that one day, you know, even, I, I don't know exactly how the film turned out or or what, and, yeah. uh, but I know that Braden now is, is going to go off and he's going to be able to, to make another film. Right. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of these, it, it, it's weird, right? Uh, like, I love the fact that you're a, a fan of Shakespeare. I am as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's that old school storytelling that like the beautiful theater work that that those stories that have been told and told and told for hundreds of years and they never become boring. You know, uh, people always relate to the that that journey. And and that that is the magic. And I feel like with some of these independent films now, it's losing a little bit of that. There's lots of risks being taken and there are some great, amazing independent filmmakers but I feel like honoring the story is always number one. Um, yeah. that, that simple structure, it, it has to be there. Every human relates to it. Uh, and anyway, so we ended up, we ended up doing that. Um, and I, I think, yes, in horror for me, I think, did you see Get Out a couple of years ago? Oh,
0: did I ever.
1: Oh man, it's a perfect example of uh, incredible, incredible storytelling. And it's a great story and it is beat for beat. Um, like when you read the script and then you see the film, it just plays out like classical music. It's incredible. It is. Um, and I like other stories too. Like, uh, there was, I worked with, um, Robert Carlyle on, uh, what was it? Once upon a time. You um, never, oh yeah, you did. Didn't you? Yeah. 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 We crossed paths very quickly and, and, and I got to talk to him about a film he did called Ravenous. Um, I don't know if you ever saw that, but that was another fantastic film. Great story. Um, and and he was he was the lead in that and he was he was so good in that like just the yes. I mean, guy pierce like um we worked together on that and uh, it was really interesting hearing him talk about that because that was a horror movie i'd seen like years ago and i was like oh man i love that movie i love that movie um but it's you know it's like an old it's like a western uh slash like horror it was yeah i loved it loved it that's
0: actually a bad idea for a newer horror movie actually oh definitely because yeah. every single, have you noticed every single horror seems to be the same nowadays? It's kind of like first 45 minutes is nothing but boring. And then yeah. it's kind of like yeah. everything's in the last bit. It's kind of like, yeah, can, we just, have, yeah. Yeah, can yeah. we just have something like Scream where <laughs> it's kind of like action all over the place? There's Dread. I'll tell you what, did, yeah. um, well, I, still, I still maintain this. And if there's any Benedict Cumberbatch fans listening, mm-hmm. I'm not going to apologize for saying this, but. Ricardo Montalban will always be the best car simply because he took Shakespeare and he made it quite chilling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He generally did. Mm-hmm. There probably will be some people who will probably tweeting onto it. And I'm like Benedict Cumberbatch was the better car, and I'm like, no. <laughs> Until Benedict Cumberbatch reads Shakespeare in Star Trek, he is not. No. He is not. He is not better than the uh, dear old Ricardo. Ricardo, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah,
1: fair enough. Fair enough.
0: Yeah, I, that is. To be honest with you, what my five rules are, I actually kind of follow mine similar along the Sam Raimi line, which is mm-hmm. the audience must suffer, everyone must suffer. I prefer to think of it as no CGI, decent story, everyone must suffer, the cast must suffer. And, uh, well, if possible, make a few people vomit just because they can't tolerate it. <laughs> I suppose that would be a be a bonus as well.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that. I mean, I, I think... um. Yeah, I think it, it, it's interesting. I, I do, I do. I am. I think I'm more of a thriller fan than I am. And I'm a horror fan. Yeah, an actual horror fan. Yeah. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's. Um, I think also like I I there's something about. Um, oh man, I was just I was just watching something and it just gave me chills. I can't remember what it was called, but um, there's something about. Um the talent it takes to like, keep, uh, keep an audience interested, like keep them on their toes, like waiting for what happens next. Yeah. Um, and that I have to say horror and thriller, it has got to be the hardest, the hardest thing to do. Like I watched the witch a while ago. Um, and it was terrifying. And then same with Midsommar, same with like a lot, like there is some incredible, and you're right. Even with Midsommar, it was, um, or hereditary, like those. Those are, they're good stories. Like they're good stories. They're, you know, there is like a little bit of CGI and whatever. But like to to maintain uh, your foot on the gas for that, you know, um, for that amount of time. Like as a director, I I don't know, I don't know how they do it. I think it's, yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it's an incredible talent to have.
0: I tell you what is something you never want to watch: Japanese horror
1: or Asian um, horror. Uh, Korean horror is amazing korean yeah. films are incredible as well uh, there's there's some incredible um korean filmmakers uh but yeah 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 definitely There <laughs> oh, horror is a funny genre
0: yeah i actually have a bit of a story myself um at least yeah i take it you haven't seen ringu the original uh, inspiration for 2001's uh, american version of the ring
1: no i haven't seen the original
0: Yeah. Uh, Just so you know, there was actually a very young Hiroyuki Sonata in that. Really? What I've seen. Yep. Yep. Scorpion himself was actually a bit a bit younger than he looks now. Actually. Uh, Yeah. I actually watched about thirty seconds of it, and (laughs) I thought I'm not watching that. I actually have. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I actually have the trilogy in a box set.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's still in its paper. It's still in a rap, its wrapping. Uh, I've never unwrapped it because I have absolutely no intention of watching it.
1: Yeah. When did that... That's the older one, so that came out in probably like 98 or something. Yeah, it was 98. I'm not quite sure when the
0: rest of the trilogy came out because I only knew about Ringu to begin with. But yeah, yeah. Ringo came out in 98 and then the Wise Old Americans decided to try and do their bit either two or three years later. I'm sure it was three years later. Mm-hmm. And didn't quite work, as far as I was concerned.
1: yeah uh, that's too bad. I haven't seen it, so it's hard to um, it's hard to judge. Judge. Yeah,
0: uh, not, uh, Japanese version. You don't want to. It will give you nightmares. For the second, for the other one, you don't really want to watch it, just because you. It's it's not good at all. Uh well. It takes a lot for uh, to actually either surprise me or make me love a horror movie. Although I do recommend Freddy Alvarez's Evil Dead from I think it's twenty thirteen. It's either twenty eleven or twenty thirteen. It's one or the other.
1: Oh, was that the one in the cabin? It was yeah. like uh, yeah. Yeah, I, st- I saw that. Yeah, that was not bad. That was actually quite scary.
0: That was actually quite intelligent as
1: well. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. That's, the, was. Sort
0: of, that's the sort of horror I actually want to watch.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So that's
0: scary, but also quite smart at the same time.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah if, if, I'm not sure if you've seen Ravenous, but if you get a chance, the one I was mentioning with uh, yeah. Robert Carlyle. Robert Carlyle.
0: I will make. That's I will, I've got yeah. enough. I've got enough streaming platforms to see if I've got it somewhere.
1: Perfect. Yeah. Might even
0: watch it tonight, actually. Um, right now, the one thing I have noticed about you is that you are kind of like Christian Bale in terms of acting, because. I've noticed that you've kind of gone all out for the roles you've been picked for. I should point out, Christian Bale has obviously, if you haven't, if you don't know this by now, he actually went to Seven Stone for The Machinist. It's literally, if you've seen him in Batman, that's literally Mm -hmm. the opposite. And he was actually quite scared. The rumour has it that um, his missus actually really was very, I'll say upset with him, but just think uh, something a bit worse than that. But yeah. He's played uh, Slim Jims, he's played Muscular Guys, he's played, I think it's Dick Cheney he's played, so he's not really afraid, yeah, he's not really afraid to uh, go all out in terms of roles, but I believe you have actually done that as well, haven't you?
1: Um, Yeah, I've, I've, um, i put on, uh, yeah, yeah, I have a couple times, a couple times now, uh, just, I think it's coming from a bit of physical theater, and and also just, you know, I've there have been movies I think that have really had a, had a major influence on that. Wanting to experiment, like just experiment with that, like you know, you see Christian Bale do it, yeah. Uh, you see uh, these these other actors do it, and 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 I just kind of, you know, I really like kind of pushing the envelope and seeing and seeing, you know figuring out how to challenge myself. And and so I've, I did it once with in God I trust. I did it. I put on uh, a large amount of weight for that. I think I, it was, it was quite a few pounds uh, yeah. that I put on for that. I think it was, was like, I think it was like 30 pounds. I think it might've been a bit, a bit more, a bit less. I, I can't tell, but it was, it was significant for sure. Um, and it was, you know, it was interesting to, to, you know, I did see a, a bit of that film and it was interesting to see you know, what showed up on screen and what didn't, yeah. like what was used and what wasn't. And, and listen, I, th- I think if you're, uh, I just wanted the experience of it. Like, that's the thing I love about acting is it's just such an experience and, and physicality, uh, I believe has it, it, I've been kind of blessed with being able to kind of fluctuate with my weight and, and in a healthy way. Um, I, I, I don't know, you know, I've seen the machinist as well, uh, yeah. and I've seen Christian's work and, and he is an incredible artist. He truly is. Um, and you know, here's, here's the thing is like, I think there's people doing just as amazing work, uh, on independent pr- productions. Yeah. I do. I, on productions that are like, you know, I, I wanted to see if I could do it. I know there's other actors out there that challenge themselves as well. And it's interesting because, you know the media gets a hold of that or people get a hold of that and they're like oh did you hear christian Bale did this or uh you know tom hardy did this or whatever and it's like great and i think if you're getting a million dollars for a movie i don't think it's that difficult <laughs> like i just don't you know what i mean i think if you're on uh, an indie budget and yeah. you're like trying to like you know it's you're up like first thing in the gym and you're you know um tweaking your diet and you're doing certain things and you're not you know you're not getting paid for any of that that's not you're not a million dollar storyteller Um, But I I think that those actors just, you know, they're the ones that have really inspired me. Um, Especially, there's another, there's a, I saw another movie that uh, made me want to challenge myself in that way. It was called Bullhead. uh, And that was, uh, it was with, with, uh, I I hope I don't butcher his name, but uh, Matthias Schonards. It
0: is actually quite a hard name to pronounce, isn't it?
1: It is yeah it is it's a long spelling as well but I I watched him in that and I was like oh okay so he's like he works on like a a a farm and and like a cattle farm and and he's uh you know it was there was something about his movement his uh his like kind of slow and and exhausted but powerful scary movement that I was so captivated by and I was like man I want to bring that in I mean I was playing a you know, American from a really small town who was, you know, a bit of a, you know, a bit of a white, not a bit of a, but he was a white supremacist and, and yeah. influenced by that. And, you know, not the sharpest guy. And, and, and I was like, I wonder, you know, what this guy does for a living. I wonder uh, how that affects him. Like how much education does he have? How you know? And then I started to think what about his physicality? Cause I was kind of running the lines and someone had eyed me for the project. And, and I read for that one a couple times as well and and I was like I wonder and I talked to the director and uh, and they were definitely interested like with any, anything I was bringing forward so I kind of had freedom to kind of do what I wanted with the role and and so I did that and then I took the weight off and as soon as I did I ended up getting beyond the woods and it was like you know uh, we think he's kind of a heavy set dude so I did it again and uh, but yeah it's the the physical stuff the physical challenges for me are fun like that's fun for me me like i i don't know why that is but um uh anything that really because i i know the work that it takes to do it and i love the work like i just i love being in the gym and and training hard and even now like i you know i i skip every day and i and i train kind of like uh i still do kind of like still my fighting routines and stuff because i i just like that kind of determination you know
0: I'm going to ask a bit of a, a bit of a be, question. Sorry, I'm going to answer a bit of a question, which I have actually dubbed the Christian Bale effect. So, um, have mm-hmm. you actually sort of, I'll say, pop for a while where you're not basically nobody would recognise you, like, um, like say, nobody would recognise Christian Bale in the machinist from what he looks like on a regular day. So, have you actually had anybody come up to you and think, "Oh my God, was that you?"
1: Hmm. Well, it, it happened to me. Um, actually it's a funny story. The agent I have now, his name is yeah. Andrew Webster. Um, and he's, a, he's a great guy. He's like, he just champions me constantly. Like he's, he's more, he's more excited about me being successful than I am about me becoming successful. No oh, him. It's, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's a great guy. Um, and he, I, I did, I played, I was in an ensemble doing theater. Um, and somebody had, somebody had dropped out and I was doing like an entire, you know, uh, I think it was like the first act of a play for this one scene, there was like this big showcase. They're all like different scenes uh, from different plays and whatnot. And so I did, uh, I did a character of a very kind of a, kind of a funny character. Um, yeah. Funny, neurotic little guy um, from uh, Steven Allen, Gurgis play. And then I did, and then I played Stanley Kowalski. Like the guy that dropped out was like Stanley Kowalski. in streetcarning desire so I had to like learn that really quick I jumped in and the the woman who was like directing and stuff was like does anyone want to do this like can anyone do this so like our blanche isn't left hanging and and I jumped in I stepped forward I kind of stepped up took the challenge and uh and I did it anyway so we we did the show um and during the show uh the agent came up my agent now came up to me uh Andrew and he was like um I couldn't even recognize that you were the same person like I couldn't even I could you know one was like wearing a cardigan sweater and he's like neurotic he's got glasses his hair's is all messy the other character is like everything slicked back Stanley Kowalski very physical very dominating uh if you know Stanley and and, uh, and he was like, and right there, he, he, he was hooked right there. Like I, I know, and he, he, you know, was on me for a long time to represent me and we would check in every once in a while. And I was like, oh, you know, things aren't, you know, and, uh, and, but he was, he was the one and other people that night as well, like, were like confused that it was the, it was the same, like what that, that guy's the same guy. And that was, that was doing theater. Right. Like that was, so for me, that was even better because they're right there. They see the person right in front of them. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure like, a, I'm pretty sure more than a few people were like, yeah, that's the same guy, but uh, it, it was definitely a, an amazing experience when they're like, I can't even believe that person's the same person and they're front row, right? Like they, you can't, you, there's no, you know, in film, you can do things, you know, there's more makeup, more prosthetics, more, um, you know, things that you can do to kind of cover things. But when it's live theater and it's right in front of your face and people are getting confused that you're the same person, I think that's, that's, that's technique. Yeah, that's um you know that that takes discipline so right
0: let's discuss your leo award-winning performance in river road so what's the movie about and uh who do you play in it
1: um it's about um a musician who falls in love with this girl and they kind of go on a terror uh they get um hooked on dope and they and they go on a bit of a uh what you'd call it bit of a bit of a binge bit of a bit of a terror um and and i play you know uh, a drug dealer who has a code of ethics uh like he does not cut his dope with fentanyl um uh-huh. that was one thing that really interested me uh when it came to playing the character like having worked with the homeless on the vancouver east side in the middle of an, an epidemic here with fentanyl um that was one thing that really interested me because you know i've I've, I've dealt with that. So I was like, interesting. He's a drug dealer, but he does not cut his stuff with fat. And he has this interesting code of ethics and, and that, and that really spoke to me. So I kind of dug into the script. um, And I came up with this character influenced by Drexel um, in true romance. And then at the same time, Ben Foster, uh, Ben Foster's performance in alpha dog. So I wanted this guy just all over the place. Uh, and I and it was the same you know it was the same situation a friend of mine was like hey I know a guy <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I, I know a guy and so he calls me out my friend Cam um, he's he's doing some great stuff too he actually won for best uh, Cam Crosby he won for best performance in a short film at the uh-huh. same during this this year at the Leo Awards well I won best supporting performance um, and he he's he's a great guy but he he called me up out of nowhere and was like hey, I got a director, I got a script, uh, I think I'm going to do this film. He didn't end up actually doing the film, unfortunately. Um, but I ended up going to audition in my friend's kitchen. Uh, and so like, the director was over, they're like, yeah, okay, like, have him over for a cup of tea. <laughs> like, And uh, so I like go over there. And, uh, and I just I just let loose, like I because when I audition for something, I kind of I go for it quite a bit. And, and uh, I'm a little extreme. And so I, I just just did how I thought the character would come across and the director loved it uh and I was just kind of cast on the spot that way so um that worked for me uh uh, as well um but yeah it was just uh it, it was it was a fun experience uh and so yeah it's I have I haven't seen like the latest cut so I'm not entirely sure um how the whole uh the movie unfolds but uh what one of the things i liked about rob wiley the director is he had that ability to make sure that nothing ever got slow if anything got stale he would like keep everybody on their toes and yeah. he was he was the director the cinematographer it's these indie films like I, I love them like i just there's something about uh someone showing up and being like let's just make this work i have no money <laughs> i have like no I can't, I can't even pay you it's it's fine but like let's just see what we can do um and yeah. then you know, same thing, distribution deal. On to the next film for that guy. Um, and he's really inspiring. And uh, you know, we've we've kind of been in, in early talks and whatnot about uh, actually a spin-off, a spin-off story about my character in particular for oh. an entire feature. So is that um, exclusive? Uh oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it'll be yeah. It's in it's in early, it's in early talks right now. Rob's got a lot of ideas. He's writing the script. Um, they're like kind of keeping me uh, keeping me updated and whatnot, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Rob's uh, I think he's going to be an incredible filmmaker. Uh, really, I think you're going to, he did a, a horror movie. I believe it was called the Cove a couple years before. If you're a horror fan. I think you it it out. A bell. Um, pardon?
0: I think it rings a bell somewhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's uh he's an interest, just inspiring, just that energy, that aggressive energy. He just wants to collaborate and make a good film. You know, that's what's uh yeah. That's, uh, yeah
0: yeah all right your character is described as having a menacing presence now how far exactly on the dave batista scale of menacing are we talking here i'm
1: (laughs) I'm not i think i i I think uh dave batista um is i i think it's like a different it's a different kind of menacing i don't I, i don't think it's uh the menacing that's like you know Dave Batista showed up at my front door and I owed him money, I'd be hiding under my bed. You know? Um, I, I think it's a, it's a different, it's an unpredictable uh, sort of menacing, you know, you never quite know, I think what Fresno's up to or what he's going to do. Um, and Dave Patista is terrifying as oh, well. I think I'm, a, I'm pretty sure I'm about the size of his calf. So <laughs> yeah, I, don't to, yeah I, don't to, I hope I answer that. Um, yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, there
0: is always different types of menace. There's the guy who's cold and calculating. There's Dave Batista, who he just needs to walk into a room and uh, incite terror. You do actually know? I've been watching him wrestle for over tw- for over twenty years. He retired last. I think it was last year he retired, or the year before. But mm-hmm. I do. I have been watching him a long time, both in wrestling and movies. So I know how 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 menacing he can be.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet he's such a when you see him in interviews when so you're still lovely. There's something about him where he's not <laughs> like he's 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 actually quite a nice guy. Like he, he seems that way. I mean, I haven't you know met him yet, but I, uh, yeah, he, I? He definitely seems that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, he is one of the dreams for my for my little show and my little podcast.
1: Oh man, that would be that would be incredible. It's going to happen. Um, Hopefully, it will, mate. Absolutely. Um, also there, you know, I love the fact you're a wrestling fan as well. I, I watched um, Mickey Rourke and the wrestler years back.
0: Yeah. And I just
1: was so fascinated by uh, the culture, like the, you know, and I've got diehard friends that are like, they are wrestling. They just love it. Um, I think, yeah. Playwright uh, Bryce Hodgson, he, he wrote, um, he wrote, uh, I think it was after wrestling this play and it's all about I believe wrestling, and whatnot, and I, I have such a. I would love to do a wrestling movie. Like I would love to play a character that wrestled because I find it so fascinating. And you see people, the m- most successful. I think one of the most, the highest paid actor, one of one of the highest paid actors. I have to Google this after in the world right now is The Rock. Yeah. Um, and he, and when you watch what he did, how he showed up, how he uh, created a following, he he's brilliant. He, and he, uh, his movies are fun. The whole family can enjoy them. Uh, and I, I think that is just that guy as a, as an artist, as an entrepreneur, as at all, I think he's incredible. I really do. And even, even as a, a guy that's like, Hey, go out and, you know, fight for your dream, make it happen. You know, those, those people, one of, as one of those people, I think he's very inspiring. I, even I hear him talking in an interview and I feel inspired, you know, he's not, you know, he's he's not Gary Oldman, but like what he's done is incredible. You know, and he came from that wrestling background. And so many, I remember watching uh, mankind as a kid or the Undertaker. Yeah. Um. And and old wrestlers, they were scary. The Undertaker was way more menacing than Batista. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just these these like enormous, uh, enorm- enormous guys that just put on this uh, theater show. You know, it it's theater. Um, sure uh, it is. Yeah. Unless, are you one of those true believers that are like, no, wrestling's real, man. It's all real. No, I don't know. No, I, like, I know. Man?
0: I know the uh, ins and outs of uh, wrestling. Do you understand? Okay. I, <laughs> I I watch it more for the storyline. I watch it more for a story. Do you really?
1: Okay. I love, okay. This, I love, I love the
0: of yeah. the bodge jobs as well that come. So it's obvious you Know if we could
1: combine wrestling with Shakespeare, we'd be set. If there was like oh, this you, new could genre to come a, up with, could like, you imagine wrestling up, Yeah. And, I was just going to say, yeah. could
0: you imagine the great Carly quoting Shakespeare?
1: Oh man, <laughs> I love it. Nobody yeah.
0: would even understand the word. Nobody understands the word he's saying anyway. So, can you imagine how bad that would be?
1: Oh man, yeah, yeah. But what, would anyone really care if everyone was covered with blood and <laughs> it was just like it was just like nothing but gore and and violence, like Macbeth, yeah, like in the, the wrestling version of Macbeth? I think it would.
0: Oh mate. I'm you waiting do. for somebody in AEW to say <laughs> something Shakespearean. I really am.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, just briefly, um, do we do you have any idea about where and when River Road has been released?
1: There are, I just listen, I this is new news to me. So um it I know that here, let me find um one second here. I can, hang on. I hope you can edit this. This might take a second. Uh, no, so worries, no
0: worries,
1: no okay, rush. Okay, okay, so. Everyone
0: that's listening, go and make a cup of tea while we go and sort this out.
1: Oh, perfect. Okay, okay so. Um, it's premiering at the Vic Theatre in Victoria and the Cinematheque in Van. Um, so it's, and the dates are, uh, that's October 2nd in victoria and october 19th in vancouver and there are now um dates that are just in the works of being confirmed right now for la and cincinnati
0: so so basically
1: within the next four to six weeks with yeah with any luck. yeah that's right. that's right i'm not quite sure about la and cincinnati yet just because like um, just because the dates and locations haven't been confirmed, so I don't want to comment on that, obviously. But um, yeah, so that's that's uh, yeah, that's what's happening.
0: That's fair enough, and if anyone's interested, there you go, you have your dates. Uh, just one more, just one more question about that.
1: This
0: is a bit of a hype, if you like, for your movie. So, what makes this film different from any other movie in the genre? Hmm.
1: That's a good question. I think, I, th- I think, I think what makes it different um, is, I think, on an independent budget, next to nothing. There's a pace that the film creates that I've only seen in a list movies, there's a pace. There is a, uh, there's Rob manages to, to, um, tell the story. And not only that, like he kind of takes you on this journey. He like grabs you and it never slows down. And I, I think with such a low budget, the ability to do that is storytelling at its finest. And I think that's what is going to make him a great director uh, as well. But I think I think that's what makes it different is on the budget that he had. There's an A-list pace to this movie um, that that I have to say, like for what I've seen of it, even in the the earlier uh, kind of rough cut, it, it creates. So there we go. I what more could what you ask? What more could you ask for? Yeah, there you go. Yep.
0: Yeah. Oh, right. for you personally, have you got anything coming up that we haven't talked about that you'd like to talk about, or anything you'd like to personally promote?
1: Um, well, I'm I'm just kind of uh, I've got I've got one thing. It's I I did this this other podcast recently, and I and I ended up talking I think for like a half an hour or something. But I've been I've been writing a book. I've been writing a memoir um, about the first twenty years of my life. Oh. Uh, you know, in and out of foster care, on and off the street, and whatnot, and mainly that's been my main focus. I, I think that's why I'm such an open book at the moment, is uh, and why I think I've I've uh, told you a lot about myself is just uh, you know going back and uh, coming from where I've come from uh, in a, in a pretty unique situation uh, and learning how to grow up and become a man in in a broken foster care system uh, in in coming from a place where. You know, I, I've been able to uh, obtain my records from the Ministry of Children and Family, uh, and I had like a 795-page file. I've gone through very thoroughly with my 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 dear fiance Veronica, uh, who's been absolutely fearless in, in studying uh, and uh, supporting me uh, on the journey of of writing this story. Um, but that's 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 basically it. That's uh, it's a book. It's called The Extraordinary Tales of Surviving Boyhood. Um, and it is basically about, uh, a young, a young man, myself, um, falling through the cracks of the system and deciding to claw his way back, uh, and, uh, and to succeed, uh, no matter what obstacle, uh, I guess came up, you know, um, but that's, that's basically all I can mention right now. I've got other scripts, you know, um, that I'm like half in the process of writing right now, but I, I think that's. For the most part, uh, where my passion is at the moment, what I'm working on most right now. Yep. Right. Uh,
0: have you got any uh, social media anywhere? Bearing in mind, I have Twitter and Instagram already.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. It's uh, Stephen5435 on Instagram. Uh, and that that's pretty much what I use there. I'm not much of, uh, I'm not really on Facebook or, or anything. So that's pretty much, yeah.
0: Ah, followed by Brendan Taylor and Down Studios. Yep. So, Stephen Roberts, artist, actor, writer. And Bradley, actor, writer, yeah. and survivor.
1: It's a, it's a small community. here. So. Yeah, actor, writer, survivor. Yeah. Yep.
0: And you, sir, um, now have a follow yeah. from Final Cutz. Well, I hope you should
1: anyway. <laughs> oh, amazing <laughs> beauty! Wow. Um. Yeah. You actually I wanted to compliment you as well. Uh. I've I so you've interviewed Brendan Taylor. You've also interviewed a, a close friend of mine, Bradley Striker, as well i have um, both those guys small community here those guys yeah. are incredible artists absolutely bradley's like one of the he's someone i go to for advice you know like he's someone that uh, he's been at it quite a, a long time and and he's so supportive as well yeah. uh and same with brandon great yeah. people great people. And i, I actually i, I love your show I'm like a couple episodes in now i love podcasts and i'm a couple episodes in and i'm like i'm really digging the questions you're asking so oh bless you mate uh yeah. just
0: I will say one thing, you look bloody menacing in that. There's actually there's actually one of your pictures on here. Let me just get Instagram back up and I'll tell you which one it is. Uh hold on, where are you? Let me just get this back up. This, this one where it goes last post with a Congrats to Rob Riley. Uh like which thank you. Uh, basically just there's a picture of you with a holding a what well, looks like a desert eagle you
1: look bloody menacing as anything sir jesus yeah yeah you know (laughs) it's it's so weird because if you if you were to like uh come over and for tea one day or whatever uh, like we just watched the office and like brooklyn 99 like all all through this uh pandemic we watched like brooklyn 99 over i think like a hundred times and and uh and uh the all the episodes of the office and it's a it's a comedy environment it's not yep. like we're always uh me and bronco are always kind of laughing at each other and uh and carrying on and it's so weird so i like go to work and do that And it's like what did you do today well i like shot a bunch of people <laughs> <laughs> Like you know it's it's a weird, yep. weird weird thing to do for a living you know yeah
0: what have i done today i've interviewed a guy who basically is a who basically if you mer- if you could merge ray winston and john malkovich into a person you would actually have this guy right here
1: oh you know but seriously I,
0: you do actually look a little bit like ray winston here
1: you know what i've been getting that for so long i've been getting that since like the first acting class i ever took uh and that's such a that's such a weird uh that's such a weird thing as well i've, I've gotten that quite a bit i've got a couple others but yeah the i mean in my top Five favorite actors i think he's like he is up there he's you know there's gary oldman and then there's ray and then there's um then there's uh you know love the tom hardy's love the uh level oh, amazing actors but uh, robin williams for sure but um yeah he's ray is up there believe me ray is one of the the just the baddest dudes (laughs) the presence you know the presence and the uh the focus in his work and and i think i've read a bit about him too and he was a fighter as well you know like he he had a bit of a box to bed and and whatnot and and seeing that uh that the way that he can be so aggressive and then so loving in a different scene you know is uh matt he's just a master
0: i'll i'll say this last bit before we go on um there's actually one of your posts here that says don't lose your horse when you've already lost your marbles. <laughs> I've got to say, I've already lost my marbles, so my horse was long gone, long ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, then. Are you up for a bit of fun, sir, before we finish? Yeah, yeah. All right, then. There is actually quite a bit that I could have chosen from, but I'm only going to go for these two questions. So, obviously, you're a writer. You've been in the business long enough to know how everything works with a movie. So... I'm going to say to you, I am the big the head of a big-budget studio, so a bit of fancy land here. So I'm going to make a movie, but you can choose whatever sort of film it is, whether it be sci-fi, horror, drama, or something a bit different that's not up your street. So I want you to pick a director, which I have a feeling will be Takawa Titi, and mm. uh, four leads. Now, you can choose whichever four leads you want. It doesn't matter who it is. The, the money will be thrown at you regardless. So who have you got?
1: I have got. Oh man, what a what a good what a good yeah. I would I would go with Taika Waititi. Um, there we go. Um the
0: thing is, we're what seven thousand miles away or eight thousand miles away, and I didn't that, even need yeah, to be anywhere that. near him to know he was going to make Taika Watiti.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I would say no. You know what? I would I would say it would be a toss. It's a toss up. It would be Taika Watiti or Jason Reitman. Um.
0: You can have a it co-director would, if you want. It would that would
1: that'd be interesting. That would be like two holy shnikes. Yeah, yeah. But I think it would be one of those guys for sure. Taika Waititi because of his humor, I love him. Um, but it would be. Let's see. I think I would cast. If I, I would definitely do. I would do a drama. It would have to be. I would definitely do a drama. It would be. Uh, the tone would be. I'd say, like Juno meets Up in the Air far okay. as a tone went and it would be um it would be about a bunch of a bunch of uh different people um it would be about basically i i have this thing where i constantly I, i'm constantly writing about people from 12 step programs i find them fascinating and one of the things like working in Uh, you know, recovery and whatnot, um, and working with addictions for a long time, and also experiencing in my younger years, I would write a film about, you know, somebody young who goes through uh, a recovery house and uh, meets a bunch of, you know, probably a young man, who I'm not entirely sure who I would cast in that role. But he would meet a bunch of people a little bit ahead of him in age, and they would kind of guide him through the journey of the 12 Steps and whatnot like having a journey of the
0: talk so to speak
1: yeah mentors for sure um and i think this guy would go up a lot against obstacles but i think he would be influenced by you know men that we tend to judge fairly harshly these days you know masculine men men from you know tough backgrounds and whatnot men that uh that are not your typical and they would they would kind of teach him uh kind of teach him along the way how to how to become his own man what being a man is all about um and i would cast let me see who i I would cast the hard knocks i would cast mel gibson as probably the, the guy the reform guy that uh um uh kind of turned his life around and started the house i would cast uh who else i would maybe melissa mccarthy as like a counselor or something that that worked there because she's hilarious uh and then i would i would cast uh i don't know i would i would have to um let's throw in uh Let's throw in—I don't know what is his. Uh, Let's—I'd throw in like Isaiah Washington um, because I—I I adore him. Um, and then I would—I would throw in uh, a Clint Eastwood because I can, because <laughs> obviously it's a big budget machine. Um, yeah, and I—I would—I would just uh, make these. You know, I would throw in you know those people that we've been watching in films, uh, uh, you know, for for our entire lives that we felt inspired by. Yeah. And I would just make the story a redemption story uh, and just simple about make it, you know, about somebody who has come into this home broken and they leave not fixed, but with the ability to wake up in the morning sober and go to sleep sober right. and know that they're just a step further in their journey. You know, I, I think that I'm a, I'm i I'm a cheesy guy. And I, I think as I get older, I get softer, but. I I would make it something personal like that. I would, and I would have Taika Waititi humor and I would have, you know, this side of recovery and this side of addiction that, you know, I feel has not necessarily been seen enough, Mm. you know, in in film. Uh, And I would just, uh, I would write about those people that are heroes and they're out there working to better society, to better people's lives every day. And, and really reach people and help them change their lives and and I would write a story about that because that's what moves me and that's what's inspired me along my own journey yeah.
0: I'm actually going to do something I've never actually done before I'm going to I'm going to stick with your directors but I'm actually going to have a go at an alternative um, for leads. if mm-hmm. that's alright with you, first time I've yeah. ever done this as well um, the only thing is you really need someone who everyone, who everyone kind of hates but then we we'll- really feel sorry for because because mm. let's face it any decent compassionate human being despite the fact that they will probably end up hating someone will actually mm-hmm. feel a little bit sorry for them when they actually feel a bit you know when they go past what they're usually going past yeah um yeah. i'm tempted to say uh i have actually uh i watch a lot of karate kids so I'm actually kind of um, tempted to say Tanner Buchanan for the, for the uh, main lead. Who 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 is that? Uh, you know, have you seen Cobra Kai? Cobra, oh man, it was so good.
1: Um, yeah,
0: he's a uh, Johnny. Yes, for the, the first. Season.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, I think he yeah. could do it. Because the thing yeah, is, I think he could be a double casting choice.
0: Yeah, because the thing is, you give someone a chance at something they're not used to doing, they can actually actually surprise you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so so as far as the other three go out I would, let's try and see who's someone, I would actually have um, Emily Browning as one of I'll say as one of his counsellors I'll say
1: okay
0: plus I have to say Emily Browning at least once because uh, one of my co-hosts' wife actually is a big fan of her so if I don't say it at least once then I'm going to be in really big trouble.
1: <laughs> yeah. Is she Australian? I think I think she's Australian. She is. If I'm not mistaken. She, she is. Yeah, friend. I know she, she is. Yeah, she's incredible. Yeah, she's very good. Yeah. Absolutely lovely. Yeah, absolutely. I would,
0: as a love interest, um, right, who am I going to pick this one? Could 10 of you, in fact, I would actually go as far as to say uh, Peyton List from Cobra Kai as well for his uh, love interest, Mm -hmm. because they know each other quite well. She's always played a bit of a bitch, so it would be nice to see a bit more of an emotional scale
1: from her as well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah.
0: And uh, the last one, which I'm going to say, to, I'm going to say, the ever so wise man who he sort of, if he's ever in doubt, he goes and sees. Uh, There's actually quite Mm -hmm. a few, actually. But um, I don't know who
1: I'd go for. It's a bit hard, actually. No, oh, that's that's interesting. The wise the wise men at some point. What about Tom Waits?
0: Mm. <laughs> I actually have. A, <laughs> I would say Liam Neeson, true? but it's not a proper Liam Neeson movie if he doesn't beat the shit out of someone. So I'm not going to go with Liam Neeson. Um, um, do I dare say Ben Kingsley?
1: Oh man. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see him in something like that too, you know? Um, and that's, uh, and I would just have him be Ben Kingsley. Like, just like his, uh, just his natural. Um, I know he's like known as like being such a, such uh, a
0: hard ass. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Well, I remember it's so weird. Cause I remember, you know, sexy beast, incredible film. But I remember when he played Gandhi yeah. years ago, and I remember watching that as a young man and being like, "What is that guy doing?" That is so fascinating to me, you know. And uh, and his his same thing. It's that same quality uh, that I love with Gary Oldman. He's so he's just a chameleon, yeah. And yet not. And yet his natural presence uh, is just so enlightened. So I think that he would be great for a character like that. Absolutely. Put him in a cameo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: put Gary Oldman in the cameo. He'll probably steal I mean, the show. But then again,
1: Gary, Gary Oldman. Was... I'll tell you what, I think Gary Oldman could play e- any character he chose.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> even if it was the young guy that came in. I don't know. Maybe he'd have some interesting take on it. I don't know. You know.
0: Right. Um, yeah, I might actually start doing that from now on. It's actually quite fun. Um, yeah. Right. Last question before we, we bid each other adieu. I'm afraid. Um, okay. Obviously, you've starred in movies and TV with a lot of famous names oh, you've been advised by Robin Williams. You you don't get any bigger than that. So, but mm. yeah, obviously there isn't a lot you haven't worked with yet. So can you name me 10 to 20? It doesn't have to be 10 or 20. It can just be when you run out of ideas. Actors, actresses and directors that you would like to work with at some point in the future.
1: Mm. I am about 200
0: already ready in my head. So if you ever
1: struggle... Yeah. Um. Taikawa, TT, Clint Eastwood, um, Matt Damon, uh, Jason Reitman for like a, a, a lead. Come on, Stevie. Like you can't
0: have Ben, you can't have Matt Damon without Ben Affleck.
1: Come on. But, uh you know, you know, uh, uh yeah, I'm. we could throw in Ben for sure. Um, there you go. Uh, oh, I remember Argo, I remember seeing that and being like, "Wow, like, Yeah That
0: God, was when he was actually allowed to do something
1: <laughs> other than that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, who who else would I do? Um, I mean, the greats, like Clint Eastwood, Spielberg, um, you know, Charlize again. Um, I, Charlize would, sure. I would, um, you know, Lana Perilla is someone that I worked with her on Once Upon a Time and Robert Carlyle. I mean, I'm wondering, yeah, actually, you know what, directed by Gary Oldman, I would like to make it uh, to see him do another film. One day and to be directed by that man, you know, even in a even in a bit part, I would be like over the moon, you know. Um, then Quentin Tarantino, uh num- that I think that would be probably my number one choice. Yeah. Uh for sure. He just yeah, just the I would love the opportunity just to to, you know, show him, show him what I got and and see if he could use it. Uh and uh Oh man, there's, there's so many. It's like one of those questions you ask someone and it's like, there's so many answers. I don't have an answer for you. I'm running out of answers. Um, who else? Tom Hardy? Yeah, I, it's, it's one of those things where I kind of, I dig Tom Hardy so much that I almost don't want to meet him (laughs) (laughs) because I Uh, I enjoy uh, his performances so much. I'm like, uh, you know, like I remember watching like, you know, warrior and and Just everything the guy's done, like great. Uh, he did a, a great miniseries. It's one of my favorites, actually, with Benedict Cumberbatch and and Tom Hardy. Uh, what was that called? It was a a, a Life of Stewart or a Life with Stewart, yeah, something. Or few, yeah. Oh man, I, I think I just butchered the name, unfortunately. But his uh, performance in that of a homeless a homeless young guy and with the obstacles, uh, I remember being heavily heavily influenced uh, by his work. In that miniseries, I turned it on and I was like, that's a guy who is incredible, like his uh, uh, physicality, his attention to detail to uh, what it feels, you know, you know, to be uh, walking around homeless, what it feels like, um, you know, just his his empathy for that character uh, was was phenomenal. In my opinion, so I, I almost there's something in me is like, man, I would I would throw everything I got at the guy if I was working with him. But at the same time, I almost don't want to meet him um, because I, I look at the guys work and I'm just uh, and I'm just. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Is that it? Is that anymore? Is it uh, you get any more? That? anymore? more? How many? How many is that? I think that's 14, um, I think. 14. OK, holy snakes. Let's see. Just just remember, you did take the Eastwood twice. Did I say Clint Eastwood twice? It is. Let's see, Aaron. uh, I think I think something with Aaron Sorkin for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, I love his writing. Uh, Tom Hanks, because he just is a guy I just want to give a hug to. You know, Tom Hanks. Uh, You don't know who Tom Hanks is? Yeah, Um, Tom Hanks is amazing. Um, Who uh, there's there's so many. There and then there's you know then there's like my friends that like make films on a lesser scale and I want to work with them just as much, you know. We can provide you
0: 20 if you want.
1: Yeah, for sure, I mean, there's, let's see, there's Bradley Stryker, there's there's Brendan Taylor, there's uh, Josh Hinkson, who's doing some cool things in his short films and stuff. There's uh, Veronica Hedrava, uh, my uh, fiance, who I was smart enough to ask to marry me um she's uh she's also a great writer and actress at, and she's like got that natural gift uh i think with me like she directs me in my auditions and stuff and i've learned like just tons and tons of her. and i think given the opportunity to direct something she'd be amazing um there is t- t- who else i know there's um oh man i don't know that is like the toughest i gotta like go through my rolodex here uh, i you technically name oh no you know what joel, joel edgerton Ooh. Um, Joel Edgerton is doing some of the most incredible stuff right now um then okay let's get into it then then I think Ben Mendelsohn as well um he is uh I love his work just as much as Tom just as much as Gary uh and I would love to work opposite him or to be directed by him would be incredible um What's uh, who, who else do we have? Uh, Viola Davis is a favorite of mine. Um, there's uh, who is who's the guy that directed the first season of Line of Duty? Oh,
0: I've never what watched Line Duty, so I can't help.
1: I, you haven't watched I Line haven't of watched Duty?
0: Of Judy, no,
1: man, I, Line of Duty is like we burn through those episodes so quickly. Um, Line of Duty is like one, one of them. it is just um, it's one of the it's a, a great British show um, and let's I'm just trying to find the it's...
0: I'm going to insult everyone now in the, in Britain and everywhere who watches this I, I I truly have never watched an episode of Line of Duty but um, yeah. I tell you what if I if everyone listening who is actually a Line of Duty fan if I can get um, if I can get fifty people. DM me on Final Cut on a Final Cut Talk on Twitter or Final Cut Official on uh, on Instagram. If I get fifty DMs from fans of Line of Duty saying you have to watch Line of Duty, I will start watching Line of Duty.
1: Okay, yeah, well I'm gonna DM you right now, and then <laughs> so there you got forty nine. Yeah, here, here, <laughs> yeah, so there's Martin Comston, incredible actor, Vicky McClear. McClure, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Aiden Dunbar, Kelly McDonald, Dunbar. yeah, yeah, and uh, I, th- I think, like, and seriously, my all-time favorite person right now at the moment, um, and someone that I, I even, you know, if I was so bold to say, like, I see uh, a similar quality, a similar intensity, I think Stephen Graham is probably one of the one of, one of just like he is he's pretty epic right now he's doing some Even cool great. He's, he's actually he was, good so. actor yeah. he's incredible he was i remember watching him in like this is england i remember you know um watching him in uh, opposite tom hardy uh in a show i think it was taboo um then there was like him in line of duty is just then it's incredible you got to watch it just this last season with him was was incredible and then he uh He's done some other pretty cool ones. I think it was Boy Blue um, or something like that. I hope I don't I tend to butcher names, so I just want to, um, yeah. But there is, was uh, he's done some great stuff as well. Um, but I think that's that should be enough right there. Do I have enough? I think that was more
0: than enough to
1: be fair. More than enough. There you go. There you go.
0: All right, then I'll name my twenty. Um, if everybody who does listen notices that I name off about more of the same and I do apologize. I try and keep it, I try and mix it up every week. So every interview so, mm. so let's go. Let's start with Dwayne Johnson, uh Dave Batista, Chris Evans, Chris Emsworth. I did watch I did watch Chris Hemsworth in Home and Away. So I have kind of watched him since he was like 18, 19 years old. And he, he still <laughs> looks yeah he still looks good even though he made the transition to Marvel. So um yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have said Dwayne because I actually have a Funko Pop of um, Black Adam on my uh, shelf here. Uh, Vin Diesel, Remy oh, yeah. uh Pedro Pascal, uh, Katie Sakoff, Ben Affleck, Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, Keanu Reeves, uh, Ruby Rose, Brie Larson, Sigourney Weaver. Oh, do I have to say Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, I'll say Ryan Reynolds just for the hell of it. <laughs> and I'll say Hugh Jackman as well, just because I want them two to do a movie where, where Ryan absolutely annoys yeah. the hell out of you, and then Hugh just shoots him in the head, saying, Will you shut the fuck up? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love it. Yeah, love
0: it. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know how many of I but I could just name them off Tom Hardy, Chris Nolan, James Cameron, James Wan, Tony Jarre, Ico Uweis. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Daniel Nelson Who you might not know But he actually played Cabal in Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. He's actually he's, he's He is such a tall guy But he does martial arts It's unbelievable Ever such a nice guy I, If anyone actually does listen I really would recommend him To work mm-hmm. with He's such a great guy
1: Daniel Larson Daniel Nelson Daniel
0: As in Nelson
1: Mandela Gotcha Gotcha yep.
0: Uh, Olga Kirilenko, Daniel Craig, Anna De Armas, Judy Dench, Ma- uh, Maggie Smith, uh, and of course, there's only one, of, there's the last person, if I can remember her name, oh yes, I can remember her name, sorry, <laughs> sorry about this, um, but the dame, that is Helen Mirren.
1: Oh, yeah, the queen. Who doesn't want
0: a dame on their film set?
1: Yeah, Absolutely.
0: But sorry, I'll end it with two because I can't have Helen Miller without Jason Statham and Luke Evans, her sons in the Fast Saga. So there we go. That's mine done. Mm-hmm. So, so on the on create. So, with that, ladies and gentlemen, I've created two new rounds today, and we've actually had a good time for the last hour and a half.
1: Hour and a half. Does an hour and a half? Whoa. I know
0: it doesn't feel like it, does it?
1: No, not really. Not really.
0: (laughs) So just confirming that time does fly when you're having fun. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, please thank, as well as I will thank him right now, Leo award winner, Stephen Roberts. Thanks, mate. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you.